0: welcome to the warning track power hour i am dr andrew Scaff. he is dr michael worman esquire and uh we're here today to talk about uh recap of last week's um nfl action week seven uh we'll give a little preview about the uh world series and a recap of the or very brief recap anyway of the uh the league championship series games Uh, And then we'll uh, preview week eight in the NFL and provide our new uh, locks of the week that uh, are less locks for one of us than the other (laughs) recently. Uh, Mike, the week seven was a total disaster for me, at least anyway. Uh, Did you enjoy the chaos of last week's NFL? The lots and lots of upsets, weird, weird games uh or did it drive you crazy like it drove me crazy i
1: i think maybe our own uh podcast slash youtube channel was uh you know it was affected last week and it didn't record all the way maybe that was a harbinger of things to come that the week was going to be a little bit screwy and crazy and and this was also maybe. the week it's like we had a lot more view- we we had uh, quite a few more viewers than and then sometimes and so and then they've picked up and watched the the re-aired episode uh that didn't end after 15 minutes or just had 15 minutes of us doing you know stand staring with our mouths agape uh but yeah i i i you found it really bizarre i guess i i did come to think of it but i think it's you you your mentioning of it was really what caused me to think it was a weird week so I, I didn't think it was that weird, but I, I enjoyed the week mostly. The thing I disliked the most was the Cleveland Indianapolis game because I was not in Kansas City and I was and we were scheduled to watch the Chiefs Chargers game. But every everywhere everywhere else in the country got stuck watching the horrible uh, you know, it ended up being a close game, but it was a close game because it was horribly officiated and nobody wants to watch the browns because of Deshaun Watson. He actually went out though. But like it was brown and then it was also Gardner Minshew uh, led Indianapolis. So it wasn't Anthony Richardson that people might be wanting to turn in tune into. So like and it was this horrible end of the um end of the game drive that should have that lasted made the game last about 15 or 20 minutes longer than it should have. Uh, because the game was already
0: 15 or 20 minutes longer than it should have been it It was because it was so high scoring and just so slow so
1: many penalties were called and then all these penalties were called on the final drive when really indianapolis stopped cleveland and that was it. They recovered a cleveland They recovered a Cleveland fumble and they should have won. But there was some phantom penalty and then a series of other penalties that gave Cleveland a touchdown. And then, of course, there was a little bit of time left after Cleveland scored the touchdown. So now we have to watch and see Indianapolis, who we know isn't going to make a field goal to win the game. But we still have to tune in and watch that. And then also we have to wait till the end of the game and hear you know the post game wrap up uh, on the field from you know who knows you know the sideline reporters that nobody cares about and then we have to go to a commercial and then by the time we get to the chiefs game we are 15 minutes we're, we're almost at the end of the first quarter of the chiefs game this game was yeah. supposed to start at fourth almost 4 30 so it was the idea was well it'll start so people can catch the beginning of it rather than it's not a 405 start it's a 425 or 430 start and it didn't work out that way and cbs should be uh I don't know. somebody should be fired for that blunder. And it was
0: a oh, blunder. it is you to do with CBS. That's straight the league's problem. Uh, the league. the game, yeah. There's no reason that a game should last that long. It wasn't even an overtime game.
1: Uh, CBS added about eight more minutes of crap that we didn't uh, need at the end of the game. Like we know That's, really need
0: that's because time. it was already 40 minutes too long. That's true, but we don't need to
1: we don't need to hear from we don't need to see more shots of Deshaun Watson smiling and clapping as his team wins. Nobody wants to see that. Like, people complain about Taylor Swift being shown too much. We have Deshaun Watson being shown way too much when he's not playing like nobody wants to see him. Just just just, uh, you know, he's not playing. We're happy about that. He's not playing. And, you know, he got pulled out of the game maybe because it was sort of a concussion, but also because his shoulder hope he's out again i and i hope the brown i really want the browns to like sink because i think the browns were kind of a lovable team but then uh the deshaun watson contract has really soured uh me on on them so yeah right. and and did you see the, the indianapolis helmets they were like wearing black helmets did you see that Next last week it was so bizarre maybe they deserve to lose too i but yeah, that was that was what upset me the most about last week. So that was, to I mean, that was bizarre and and strange. But the, well, the what was worse
0: th- about that game, though, since we were still talking about that, was they did not get the two point conversion to cover the spread though either, which is what was even still, more annoying for me at least. Yeah, in- I still covered
1: because I I picked Indianapolis to win that game outright. Yeah. So I lost them. I lost it on the money line. I think I picked the over in that game, and. You did. I should have won. I should have swept that
0: game, but when it was nearly double the over. Not just did it hit the over. Well,
1: I, th- I think over. people will overestimate the Browns' defense. I don't think the Browns have a good defense. I think the Browns have they they had the benefit of playing, you know, some NFC North teams that aren't very good. They have in, in terms of offensive production, uh, Cleveland's. I mean, Cincinnati hasn't been very good this year. Baltimore is always spotty when it comes to offense and pittsburgh is not an offensive team so like all the division teams aren't that great and then
0: yeah
1: um so in terms of offense they're good defensively and i think they are maybe good teams overall but they don't score a lot of points and i think cleveland's defense uh it, you know it's it's fine but it's not like miles garrett is very good but I, yeah. I don't know if their secondary is that great or their
0: linebacking cores, it's a front or front four is pretty good but but, their, but their defense I, has been pretty good this season and the last team that you'd expect to score a lot of points against them is probably Indy, though. Well, and I thought I, thought Minshew, kind of I thought
1: Minshew was a better quarterback that, at least for now than Richardson, so I thought the offense would do. Yeah, better.
0: but but you'd think that maybe Indy uh, Taylor's back twenty points, and then with Minshew maybe they score twenty four points, something like that, right? Not yeah. thirty eight. This is crazy. Like yeah, that was that was the scoring was higher than I expected. I had I think the over under well was high like? high to the point where it's like what does any of it mean though like are either these teams actually good or or are either of the teams bad or are they is it just like bizarre insanity that you just have to write off as just being a weird week with weird officiating and and strange circumstances what yeah, what the do you think there was 40.5 so I
1: thought yeah I thought like you I thought maybe it'll be a 24 21 game something like that so it was gonna go over but I think Part of it also is that an NFL game, even though I think the better team usually wins in the NFL, it's not that different from a sixteen the 16, the 17 game stretch in football is not that different from a 17 game stretch in baseball. And we wouldn't, and so like sometimes the teams that make the playoffs are not the best teams that year. And they just happen to have kind of been hot at the right time and if yeah. they played seven on 17 instead of playing 17 sundays and they had played 17 mondays maybe they would have uh you know had a completely different record against those teams i so i i think you know some teams are clearly very good some teams are clearly very bad but those middle teams i think you know and even a bad team i think can sneak into the playoffs yeah time. like i think the giants last year were not a good team and they got into the playoffs and actually won a playoff game yeah um well,
0: you, you kind of expect though sometimes like you know if a bad team you know wins a game it's not it's not surprising but when a bad team that like has like a terrible offense suddenly scores a bunch of points and beats another team that like has a good defense that happens you start to wonder like what how does this even possible like somebody like new england they have multiple 30 point losses in a row and then somehow score 29 points and beat buffalo who's supposed to be a good team on both sides of the ball. How do you explain, you know, that? And, the same, and it happens in the same week as this other you yeah, know, ridiculous with with uh, Cleveland Indy. I mean, you, you know, in a, in a typical week, you'd say, like, oh, there's a couple upsets, like, eh, whatever. But there were, like, eight or nine games that, like, really made no sense at all.
1: Yeah, the Belichick usually has something planned for Buffalo, and they and and Josh Allen hasn't always been able to figure Buffalo out. So maybe
0: that's, yeah. it. he has something planned for Buffalo, and then being able to score like more than four times.
1: Remember, in, yeah, well, the they scored a lot. Usually, Buffalo just holds; it doesn't score any points against New England. And so, like, yeah, remember that game where like Mac Jones threw two passes and they beat the Bills because of the weather. Uh, I, like, was that th- two years ago, maybe, or it wasn't last year. I don't think it was maybe the year before last. And so I don't, you know. Also, New England is the only team in the AFC East to have won against each of the other AFC East teams. Oh, so it, so somehow New England might be sitting pretty if it gets close at the end. Uh, and they could maybe win the somehow sneak and win the division or have a tiebreaker. Uh, that's very advantageous for them, but then out of the division, their tiebreaker is probably going to be very terrible because they've lost all the out of division games. But they right. won all, they've, I think they're three and out in the division, right? No, no, they're yeah, no, no. Actually, they have to. They have to. If they win in Miami, they'll be three and they one. Only, they only have two
0: wins, right? Are they are they They're two, two and four? one. They're two and
1: one in the division. So well, they're they two
0: and four Miami, overall, though, right? Isn't that? Yeah, two and or four, two, I guess. Yeah, two and four. Two and, they beat, two and five,
1: if they beat Miami, which we don't think will happen, but Mostert may be hurt. Hill may Tyreek Hill may be hurt. Tua is always two and five. They're two and five, yeah. Tua is is on a razor on a knife's edge of being hurt or Also, I think the I'm, I'm sure the the Dolphins are looking ahead next week to the Chiefs in Germany, right? And I could see possibly I, this is one of my bets, but I if I had to pick an upset outright winner, I could see. New, I could see New England beating Miami outright. And I would say that actually is bodes poorly for the Chiefs because I didn't think the Miami would they'd get the best shot against Miami if that happened. And
0: and Miami came off of a really terrible performance against Philly week seven, too. What what did, did you think anything of that game in particular? Were you surprised that Philly I don't know how many times did they run the tush push brotherly shove play in that game? Was it more than I Cared for. I
1: can't remember how many times it was six, maybe at least. Something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. It's
0: it
1: was crazy. They well, one too many, but yeah, this is probably Philadelphia's best game. It seems like because they played, they, they really locked down on. Uh, other than like that one touchdown to Tyreek uh, Hill, uh, uh, the 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 Philadelphia defense really really uh, hung in tough against Philadelphia against Miami. Miami had to pick six too, so like seven of their points were defensive so it was really a like a 31-10 game almost so yeah i think maybe it also other than the, other than a couple early turnovers was was a pretty good game for Hertz. but yes yeah, so but i think if you pressure tua he's not as good he just needs if he tua has time to throw and he's not like afraid of getting you know walloped, which i think rightfully so he he has a little bit, he's probably a little bit skittish because of his injury past i think it i think pressure on tequilala is the way to beat miami and and i think the philadelphia front fours is, is 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 really good so maybe that's the if the chiefs want to do that that's probably what they'll have to do in in 2
0: weeks couple other weird games too how did how did the Bears manage to score 30 points with backup quarterbacks against a uh, Raiders team who um, looked like their defense had been playing pretty well as of late, maybe establishing themselves as a sort of defensive team suddenly gives up 30 points to the backup yeah. quarterback, Bagent, right? Yeah, I think maybe they're a defensive team by default because their offense is so
1: terrible. <laughs> and because Josh McDaniels has no, like, you know, he's, as you said, you, as you have thought before he's the he was the worst coaching hire uh two years ago and is probably the maybe the worst coach left in the league it's 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 a toss up between a few different guys but i think uh McDaniels is up there and it seems like from what i have read and heard um that McDaniels probably will be around next year no matter what because of his contract uh situation so he and so he might get another year even even if they're terrible i I am I, I, I don't under, I don't I don't know what to say about the Bears. Uh Tyson Bajet is a Division II prospect out of Shepherd University in West Virginia, which is about maybe two hours from where I am. And it's yeah, I, I, I maybe he is a diamond in the rough. I don't know. Maybe he is you know somebody. I don't, have there has there been a solid
0: division two quarterback? Was he was he drafted then? No. He was fully undrafted, was he not, wasn't he?
1: Um I don't know. He might have been a
0: seventh round pick or something, but he's that's I think he was I think they made some comment about him being the first undrafted quarterback to win a game. He was the uh Harlan Hill trophy
1: winner two time uh one uh finished first one time and third another time so he was the division two heisman winner yeah he drafted free agent he has uh some good he's, he's good size he's six three uh he is a 36 inch vertical which is pretty good for a quarterback not super fast but he is He's not very mobile. He's more of a statue back there, but I don't know. I guess he's got a good arm, and he was able to maybe... This maybe is also an indictment against the Bears' offense for not really highlighting the strengths of Justin Fields. Maybe their offense is more tailored toward a Brock Purdy type of quarterback, which is sort of what Bajit is.
0: Yeah,
1: A Trey Lance quarterback, which is sort of what Fields is and maybe that's the issue there um i don't know uh, yeah that was that was shocking i actually i did kind of think the bears might win because i didn't think it really mattered that much who their quarterback was and i thought that the raiders were going to struggle because they're terrible uh so i did get that one right i think uh in my in my picks I, at least in my mind i picked the uh uh the bears uh to um so maybe i was just thinking of I, yeah I got I got the money I picked the bears on the money line and the bears uh to cover uh, yeah you did sometimes. so I didn't get the over and under because that was a lot higher again but like so I was maybe on some of these weird games I happened to kind of, I was prognosticating on so I mean, that's why I thought it wasn't as weird as 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 you did I because it was sweet it seemed like we agreed on most things neither of us did super well this week, but we um, you, you know but I guess on some of the games, I, I I happened to do a little bit better and and pulled ahead of you for this yeah. week, and I in it really showed in our locks of the week. Do you want to talk about that? No, but let's my go my my, domi- my dominating performance. Yeah. Um, so I was three and O for my locks of the week, and I believe you were one and two this right. week. So could be worse. But um, you know, so what you want to talk? About, do you want to talk about your winner first? Or do you want to talk about your 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 losers first? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, I I can't do anything but talk about my winners. I know. So I'll, talk, I'll I'll talk about my first winner. Um, two of them involved teams from the NFC North, uh, the the Bears division. Since we were talking about the Bears, uh, and if we're talking about the Bears Raiders. I'll talk. Let's talk about the other intra uh conference matchup. Uh, Between the NFC North and the AFC West. And that was the Green Bay Denver game. That was an over under of 45. And I think Green Bay's finally starting to look like that pumpkin I thought they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, And they, they had a couple of good games, but I don't think Jordan loves that great. I don't think without Aaron Rodgers, I don't think the offense is very good in Green Bay. I don't think Matt LaFleur is a good offensive coach even though he's known as an offensive kind of guru he was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee Titans and like other teams that are not known for their offense so I, I don't um, I never thought you know they they always even with even with Rodgers their offense was always kind of pedestrian I thought and so now with a quarterback who's not a Hall of Fame quarterback they're you know not going to score a lot of points and Russell Wilson and Sean Payton to put it Uh, mildly haven't gelled yet, we might say, in terms of their production. So, but I thought Denver might pull it out because I think Denver's defense is better, uh, than against Green Bay, than Green Bay's defense would be against Denver. So, um, I I think I picked Denver to win that game, but I also picked it to be an under. And that was the one, I was one of the games where I actually swept all three, but Mm -hmm. I think, uh, under. 45 and that game was 19 to 17 so it was 36 so pretty comfortably under even a even a touchdown at the end would have kept it under for me so i was pleased with the low scoring affair at my it was almost the exact same score as the raiders denver game in week one where i think uh denver oh 17 16 so denver got a th- extra field goal yeah um, and, and rather than lost that one but i thought yeah, I think the Raiders, the Bears, the Broncos and the Packers are all kind of bad teams that are about the same level. So, uh maybe that's why I went with the under there.
0: Uh how about it, your It was pretty it was pretty comfortably under too. It was what 36, like a 36. whole touchdown plus another score. Yeah, you were you weren't sweating that game at the wire.
1: You not you were I still pretty, pretty
0: fine. And then you know, yeah. Green Bay has the ball to like make a drive at the end and maybe take the lead. You're not worried about them tying it, sending it to overtime. That wasn't going to happen because it was a two-point differential. So, yeah, as a better, that was an easy game for you to not actually watch, but watch the score. Yeah, like, it
1: was one of those things, where I guess, luckily we weren't playing in the XFL or or one of those leagues where you could choose your extra point, whether you, whether you want it to be a one, two, or a three. Yeah. Uh, I could have maybe gotten to the nine-point uh, score, but, yeah, it was... So yeah I was yeah most of my games were pretty comfortable I felt like for uh maybe the last game I'll talk about the the uh third game the, the NFC East matchup where I made my pick between the Giants and the and the uh commanders looked good at the beginning and then kind of looked scary but then turned out to be okay yeah but how how about, your, how about your first uh pick of the week
0: uh my first pick of the week uh was the one game that I think went More or less how we expected it to, except for one thing at the very end, Mike. There was no arg time in the uh Chiefs Chargers game. Uh I think you and I were texting during this game and uh we and I started making a joke about how it was with eleven minutes to go, time to slow it down. It's gonna be the Andy Reid special to to write out the game. Uh and then they they scored another touchdown and to put the game comfortably ahead. But unfortunately, I had the under in that game at 48 and a half points. And the final touchdown uh, with the extra point pushed it half point over. Is that right? So you had a four. It was 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Oh, that was the final. Oh, wait, Mike. The pick was made earlier and the pick was at 48 and a half so i actually got that one right you got that one right okay so
1: you're two and one in the week
0: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even see that i looked at the big board which had updated <laughs> updated odds from the picks of the week well,
1: this is why we go through these on the air so we can we can see uh like, yeah we, we can correct our mistakes even uh, so so congratulations to sucker scaph you're two and one in the week. You week in the green on the week so our locks of the week have been pretty good. We were five out of six in our locks. There of the we go. Now we were, yes. Wow, and that is a surprise we, to see. We that. lost a significant amount of money by betting on every game, uh, over/under, every game spread, every game money line. But our locks have done pretty well this past week. So, <laughs> so maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't as strange a week as 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 uh, you thought, yeah. but. Yeah, forty-eight. It seemed like actually, it seemed like the Arg system, the Andy Reid gentlemanly homestretch, was actually put into place early in the second half when the Chiefs just stopped scoring points when they had scored points so easily.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But some of those points, one of them was like that Blake Bell uh, pass that was bumble that wasn't a
0: catch. That yeah, he
1: didn't he didn't even have the ball by himself or or do anything with it. So like, I don't see how they could have thought it was a catch. Yeah. they did and and then the Chiefs you know I was happy they scored that um that touchdown was that was that a Pacheco rushing
0: touchdown it was oh what was that last one yeah I think so Pacheco rush yeah
1: the Pacheco passing touchdown I guess receiving touchdown I guess because it was Mahomes threw four touchdown passes yeah so it was
0: Pacheco reception oh yeah and he yeah. and he went and he went into the end and he didn't slide at the one. There were like
1: six minutes left or something, I think. So like this it would have been too early, even for the Chiefs. Uh although probably Reed would have liked just to have a ten point lead rather than a fourteen point it was, lead. Uh,
0: three minutes to go. No, no, okay. it was yeah, just under three minutes. Yeah. Or just over three minutes
1: over three minutes. Okay, I knew it was a little, it was outside the two minute warning. It Was in the middle yeah. of the
0: three 30 was the touchdown pass. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and yeah, he didn't he didn't slide at the one or you know do do any of that because that's kind of what you you might have guessed that he would do right after. Yeah, I'm so glad he didn't yeah. because
1: that made it easy at the end uh, for the Chiefs to win because it needed then also even if he had slid and the Chiefs had just gotten a field goal, it'd be ten. But then on that drive where Herbert, you know, he needed two scores. Herbert might not have been so desperate. He could have just gotten a f- field goal first and then the onside kick trying to get a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so, but he threw it deep uh, and got the, the last interception for the Chiefs to kneel down. So they got the kneel down like Reed likes. But they also got the comfortable win, like we like, uh, to see. We yeah. don't want to stress every every uh, final. Uh, but it was, it was also
0: fu- uh, good to see the uh, the new players that just joined the team for their first game this season, at least, anyway, for Casey, They both, like, contributed a lot. Uh, the game with Nicole Hardman and uh, Charles Minihue on the on the defensive side. They were both, like, really integral. Yeah. That was uh, nice to see them contributing so quickly, at least, anyway. Because Minnehue had a nice tip pass that ended up being an interception that stopped the drive early in the second half. He had a sack, too, I think. And a sack even before that. And uh, uh, Hardman had that nice punt return. Uh, Set them up to score that final touchdown and then caught a pass to complete a first down on that same drive that looked like the drive could stall. Um, Yeah, that was a big catch. I think uh, Hardman, in some ways, that
1: wasn't his fault, was the Mahomes tried to force it to him earlier. And that's when Mahomes threw his interception and he tried to throw deep to Hardman. I think he could have seen it would have been another maybe big Valdez Scantling gain, gain if he had looked the other side of the field rather than, I think this is what Mahomes, I think really wants to get all of his receivers involved and like, mm-hmm. like really wants personally for them to succeed. And sometimes I think that gets uh, a little bit of the best of him uh, every once in a while, although it's usually a good thing. It's a little bit like Andy Reid. I think he's very loyal as well to his, his guys and um, you know, so I, I think there's a, Mahomes really wanted Hardman to get a big play and forced the pass where he probably shouldn't have and, and should have taken a, a different uh, approach to get a maybe an easier um, gain or touchdown even. But I mean, Mahomes played really great. Um, yeah, Hardman was good. Um, Amendue, I think, also maybe that bodes well for Chris Jones because now there's somebody. Who's on both? He could be the interior or the outside, just like Jones, mm-hmm. and somebody that maybe they can't just double and triple Chris Jones all the time now because mm-hmm. that happens. I mean, he's uh, or you know, carl aftis or or, or mcdana Dana, one of the other guys, uh, uh, could 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 uh have a big day,
0: yeah. Yeah, the defensive line is pretty set, and then I think we were maybe hoping that the Chiefs may try to pick up Frank Clark.
1: Yeah, he ended up going to Seattle, which made sense, I think. The Chiefs ended up getting Mike Pinnell and adding him to the uh, practice squad. Pinnell had been on the Chiefs a couple years ago. He was a big run-stuffing guy. I think probably Clark, when they brought him back, there probably wasn't room for him on the roster, probably only on the practice squad, and that's probably why he went to Seattle. Yeah, I think this is – maybe the the biggest cause for concern, though, was – going to be the loss of Nick Bolton in that game when he dislocated his wrist which I'm not quite sure what they mean by uh, a, it's one of the bones in his wrist was dislocated because you have a lot of little uh, bones yeah. you know, wrist hand area I'm not I don't sure. know if that was what it was but
0: sound like he needed surgery though so he's going to be out six to eight weeks I guess something like that
1: yeah I was thinking well maybe you can have him give him a cast or something but Fortunately, uh, the Chiefs linebacker core is pretty deep, especially with Tranquil added from the Chargers. Mm. And, and when Belt, Bolton was out earlier in the season, Tranquil did very well. So mm. I think he, Willie Gay, had probably his best game of the season last week too. Mm. Uh, so Gay, Bolton, Chennault, those three I think are, are pretty good at holding down the especially with an improved defensive line. And also I think the secondary has been good too. This was probably maybe McDuffie's worst game, but still it didn't end up mattering yeah. too much because the rest of the guys were pretty good. So I, am the defense is, is you know, like, this is one of the things also we talked about before the defense usually doesn't start getting good until the end of the season. They've started getting good really right from the very beginning this year. Yeah. So this seems like almost like a new England Patriots type team where, you know, Brady, there's a good offense, but there's also a very solid defense. And it's even if, if one of the units is off, uh, you should, maybe the other one can pick, can uh, cover for them.
0: Yeah, no, that's, if you, if you can do it, if you can manage that to have that, that's, I think the 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 best scenario as a, as a football team is to have, yeah, a good defense and then also a good offense. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you have to pick one, I'd rather have a good offense, but if you have both, that's, yeah. that's obviously better. But
1: I you know, good defense can only take you so far if, if not if the offense can't score points. Yeah,
0: I think good it's offense. just so much more pressure on that
1: defense because, yeah. like, you can all you can get to the Super Bowl. I think even with just a good offense, which the Chiefs kind of have done before yeah. with a middle of the road defense, uh, at maybe charitably middle of the road yeah. the defense. And so it's yeah. So this is this was a game I thought the Chiefs kind of looked like the Chiefs of old, where they passed it downfield. They were able, you know, uh, Mahomes threw for four hundred something yards. This was a maybe. I, mean, I think maybe having Hardman there opens things up, and Rasheed Rice seems to be coming into his own now too. So, as as maybe for the young, as the youngest receiver,
0: mm. uh, he's
1: been better than Sky Moore was at this point for sure last year.
0: Yeah, And just because his last name is Rice, I know you and I have been looking week by week at at uh, Rice versus Rice in their first x number of games and yes. uh pulling ahead now a bit mike through seven games of their careers where has 10 more catches than jerry rice had did you did you have you guessed that 10 more wow that's, that's 26 good. to 16 well he's
1: got a maybe well uh jerry rice didn't have a very good quarterback thrown to him it was only uh that's guy named joe montana so yeah. maybe <laughs> middling at best right yeah
0: so they both have been yeah. fortunate to have very good quarterbacks uh On their their team Uh, through seven games, yes, Rishi is ahead in receiving receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Mike, all three.
1: Well, clearly he's going to be a better player than than Jerry Lee Rice. I looked him up to (laughs) see. I was thinking if he was a Gerald or just a Jerry or or a Gerard, but he was a Jerome. He was just he's Jerry Lee Rice. He's 61 now. He just turned 61 a, uh, about two weeks ago. So, I w- cause we had talked about him, what would he be like on a team now? Because he looks—he's in these commercials. He looks like he's just Jerry Rice still. He looks like he's a phenomenal. Yeah. Sh- so I bet he could be a poss- probably a possession receiver. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Hunter Renfro type. Uh, Renfro hasn't had a very good season, but that kind of yeah. that kind of uh, player, uh, he could be a Wes Welker sort of. <laughs> Uh, Julian Edelman, kind of possession receiver, I bet at this point.
0: Yeah, just hopefully not with the concussions that those guys ended up playing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Like, but
1: like, to, you know, maybe it's like Charles Kelsey. He's getting older and older. Maybe he can keep. Uh, yeah, uh, doing things. He had a great. He was his, it was his best game this season too, by far. And so he hasn't been distracted by the Taylor Swift uh, sideshow, uh, which. Yeah. Not that, not that it's either their fault, but you know the media following them around, and uh, it seems like she uh, Taylor has, has fit in very well on the Chiefs uh, sideline or in the box where they sit with uh, uh, Donna Kelsey or uh, Brittany Mahomes. They've uh, they they've, they, they've seemed like they're all happy getting along. So it's it's been a it's been a fun ride.
0: Yeah, yeah. Andy mm-hmm. Andy Reid seems to be fine with it too. So he's he has invited her back. Yes. Uh, to any game that she wants to come to, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, maybe she'll be in Denver. I guess. We guess we'll find out uh, this uh, Sunday afternoon. Right. Yeah. yeah. So afternoon? Yeah, late afternoon game. again. Right. It's a four o'clock game. It's on national. Yeah. It's
1: a national TV game because yeah, Denver's so bad. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a late game because yeah, in all the all the games in Denver are late because it's too. They're going to have a
0: time zone wise. Yeah. They're
1: going to have an eleven a.m game in denver
0: uh speaking oh, that was your second pick yeah
1: yeah uh let's do a second pick my second pick was a good one this was uh in minnesota where i actually picked minnesota uh to cover and and one of my bets i actually had i, I decided well why don't, why don't i just go uh, pick them on the money line uh as well to beat san francisco so the minnesota, it was minnesota plus seven i thought that uh minnesota would keep it close and at home. I, the Chiefs only beat Minnesota, I think, by seven in their building. I think Minnesota is a better team than their record indicated. At the very beginning of the season, when I picked every single game, uh, I had predicted that this would be a Minnesota win against um, the 49ers. I actually predicted the Chiefs to lose at Minnesota. Uh, a couple uh, uh, turned out to be a, a win, but that was, I, th- I thought, so I thought Minnesota was going to be Tough to beat at home. And Debo Samuel was hurt, and didn't play. He might be out for a while, right? With his shoulder fracture as his his, uh scapula, I guess, was fractured. Um, I don't think it was a separated shoulder, they said a fracture. So
0: I don't know.
1: And and, uh McCaffrey was kind of uh, you know, those are two of the best players on the 49ers, but those are also two of the players that are frequently injured on the 49ers. So I, I thought well maybe you know, they aren't quite as healthy as they want to be so I I thought you know it's a second road game in a row across the country for the 49ers so I thought well maybe you know if Minnesota could at least keep it close and they and they did more than that they won um the game and they made also uh made Brock Purdy kind of look uh not so good for a second week in a row so that's maybe is that and you know he might not even play next week uh Uh, Because he is in the concussion protocol. I think that was not during the game, but maybe in practice. I don't, I'm not sure when that. Yeah, I don't know. But he, but yeah, anyway, the Vikings won. And so I was, I moved to two and, oh, on my betting picks. Yeah, they won 22 17. So it was a, a, low scoring
0: affair but that was another of the games that I thought made no sense. <laughs> 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 Cuz even with the uh Kirk Cousins uh primetime game that should have been a flop yeah. From Cousins Minnesota.
1: been okay in primetime this year. He played a good game against the Eagles earlier. They didn't lose very they they had to played a close game so like yeah, he's I, no. I I do you think primetime Kirk Cousins is actually kind of a myth it's just it's just that he doesn't play that many games and so the vikings aren't always a prime time team so you get those his mistakes there get magnified and usually they're a one o'clock window team or 12 o'clock window i guess in the uh in an arrowhead time uh or what is the state what is the what is the uh vikings stadium Ah, called? whatever yeah i don't even know what it's called now i don't
0: i don't even know the dome uh the new dome but I'm very distracted. The uh, high school uh, football stadium that's about two blocks away apparently is doing the national anthem right now, and it sounds like a theremin, basically. So it's like a Ooh, it's very theremin. strange. I don't. It's not. It's just the the pitch that's coming the two blocks through a wall. That's what it, that's what it sounds like.
1: Yes. Maybe Bill Shatner is the uh, guest of honor. <laughs> it, it,
0: could, it could be. I can't.
1: Do you watch high school? It isn't Alatha, Alatha. What, what, what direction? Um,
0: Northwest? Elitha North. Is Elitha Northwest now? I think so, yeah. That's too many but I, But it, it's like a big complex that lots of schools use it, I think. So I don't know that it's necessarily oh, yeah. that one school's thing. I
1: think we may have played. If it's that complex that I'm thinking of, we we played soccer there at one point when I was in high school was at this giant um, Olathe sports complex. But
0: Any, anyway, anyway, um, how about your second pick, Dr. Scaf? Uh My second pick uh, was what I thought was the one win, but that turned out to be my second win. Uh, I had Arizona, Seattle under 44 and a half. Uh, that game did turn out to be a pretty defensive Struggle type game. Seattle ended up winning twenty to ten, uh, staying full, you know, full two touchdowns under the line. So I'm happy it was under.
1: Yeah, my uh, another game that would have been good to bet the under on was the Giants, uh, uh, Commanders game. We both bet the over on it, unfortunately, but uh, we did bet. I did bet that the Giants would cover. Uh, they were uh, three point underdogs against the uh, the Commanders. I don't think the Commanders are any better than the Giants, especially with Tyrod Taylor's quarterback uh, for the Giants. They're not too terrible, but they won this game when they lost a game very similar to that in Buffalo last week, but a fourteen to nine game. I think it was in Buffalo. They should have won that game 15 to 14 had they not flubbed the clock uh, stuff at the end of each of the halves. Yeah. But this game, they did beat uh, the commanders 14 to seven. So 21 total points in that one. This was a game straight out of 1947. And, but I was happy that, and I I did pick also, I think I picked the uh, outright uh, uh, Giants. Win there as well. So this is another weird game where a lot of people I probably picked the other way. So some of the weird stuff I picked correctly. I didn't do that well overall, but I I, I did okay. And on my locks of the week though, I was 100. How about how about your final?
0: Was that the Giants? Did they have uh, um, Daniel Jones? Dren- what's Jones Dren- was not available, right? So Tyrod about was- Taylor. Taylor. Jared, okay, Taylor. Yeah. So that was that was actually be better for them. That that's <laughs> what I was thinking. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Or I didn't think it was gonna be be any worse. And I thought maybe at least it might be better in terms of getting a better number because people were going to expect uh the team not to be as good with Taylor. But I think Tower Taylor is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. And yeah. he's probably somebody that could be a starter uh yeah. on one of these not so good teams like perhaps Washington, the team that he played against. Uh maybe had Jacoby Brissett been starting instead of Sam Howell, uh it might have turned out differently. But maybe. Uh, so uh, new york the g-men uh, co- uh covered and won outright for me how about your final pick
0: Doctor uh, final pick was our one failure of the week then i had uh detroit plus three at baltimore and that was about as far away as possible from, from i thought that was a good pick too but yeah it was, yeah. It was, it was baltimore it was somehow a... figured out how to score again and scored a lot was yeah. 30, 38 to 6 was the final. So I only missed that one by uh about 35 points, Mike.
1: This might have I, been Lamar Jackson's best five game touchdowns in two years. It's it was uh really good for him. Uh so maybe he, he has found an answer to some of the defenses uh but it might have just been a really bad game uh by the Lions and a really good, just a really good game by the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a good team, but, and I think the Lions maybe aren't quite as good as people thought they were, but 38 to six is still very surprising. Uh,
0: Just one, just to clean up one thing that we we talked about earlier uh, US Bank Stadium. US Bank Stadium. Minnesota Vikings. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um,
1: Should should we talk a little about baseball before we uh, talk about this week's action? Let's do it. What do you think what do you, so we we are at the world series now the the unlike the wild card series the divisional series we had game we had you know series going their you know ultimate long uh distance yeah they're long, yeah, the longest possible distance two seven seven-game series we had the Texas Rangers defeat the Houston Astros 4 games to 3 and then we also had the Diamondbacks Four games to three over the Philadelphia Phillies. Are you happy about this World this upcoming World Series? Is there a team you're rooting for?
0: Well, I think the thing that we both wanted was to make sure that uh, Houston did not make it happen. Yeah, and then the other game, also, you know, other team joining them is doesn't matter. It's fine, all right? As long, all right? So as long as um, yeah, Houston didn't make it. I think we were going to be okay with it, and. We, we got that, win. so I think we're both at least okay with it. I, I Yeah, I, I would
1: have preferred probably Philadelphia with Harper, but yeah. and because the, the Diamondbacks had a record that wasn't very good, probably not worth World Series uh, potential. But you know, I was just gonna, I was just thinking, what is it with Houston and their unscrupulous athletes? We had Deshaun Watson, uh, who was of course in Houston when most of his uh Indiscretions, we'll we'll just call them that, where where we're committed, and then we also had the Astros. So the, the, the probably the the biggest villains in sports today are are both very tied to Houston, but one of the biggest villains, perhaps to many in politics, is also tied to Houston, and that is one Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was, though, vilified because he attended the Astros uh Game 7 and the, he was an Ast- you know, senator from Texas, but he's uh, I guess an Astros fan. Uh he, I guess he's from the Houston area, you know, and the, and the Astros lost. So are you I know you're not politically very aligned with uh Senator Cruz. Are is this is this the happiest you've been uh uh about something that Ted Cruz has allegedly done?
0: And by helping. Houston not make the playoffs by attending the game. Uh, yes, he was I he mean, was blamed for it. No, but I mean it. It probably is one of the better things he has done, but it doesn't make me happy at all. I don't. Uh, no, no, not at all. No. It, it makes yeah. it makes me happy I, I i
1: feel i feel you know he isn't escaping to cancun he's not uh letting uh donald trump insult his wife <laughs> um, you know he's he's but then supporting not, donald trump you know having a lot of policy issues that we we we, do, we disagree with you know we're not we're not talking about politics too much here on, on the power Hour, but uh we aren't the biggest ted cruz fans but this so this actually i think it's the most uh, I've enjoyed Tigger's. Also his horrible have you heard his horrible Mr. Burns impression? No. Uh, <laughs> Google that sometimes, uh, viewers. He claims that he's very good at impressions and he tries to do Mr. Burns. It is the worst Mr. Burns you could ever think of.
0: Could it be a different Mr. Burns that he's thinking of? Like he doesn't know who
1: No, he was talking Monte about Monty Burns himself. is. I uh, uh you are, no, he was you it's it's just a very poor. Attempt, at no. Mr. Burns, uh, Great. from somebody whose father uh, maybe uh, killed President Kennedy, <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, may or may not have, or been the Zodiac killer. Was that what it was? It was something. It was it was one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Or Ted Cruz. I think he is vilified, and he's 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 just not a very. I think a lot of people don't like him either, just because his personality I think is very grating, even to fellow Republicans. He's not uh, one of the. Most beloved
0: uh figures in in their
1: politics, but uh, so the, wasn't was
0: very politically stated then also though that was uh, very cautious how you phrased all of that and I was
1: maybe since I'm working for an, uh, the judiciary now I have to I have to, <laughs> I have to uh steer clear of of petty partisan squalls, yes.
0: nothing inflammatory, nothing inflammatory. Very, very carefully phrased, yes, yes, yes.
1: Do you think this week will be as inflammatory as the last week uh, to you? In, in this, it, or may, or it's it a- better not be. But I had the one Eagles more thing to say
0: about baseball. Yes. Uh, do, uh, do you find hope in who the attendees in the in the 2023 World Series, you know, are? Uh, because two years ago, both of those teams were in the bottom three in record. Two years now later in the World Series, does that give you hope for the Royals? Yeah. Maybe who was the other team in the bottom three? Was it the Royals? Uh, I don't know. Probably, um, maybe sure. Baltimore, maybe Baltimore. Baltimore was really bad. Could for have been a while.
1: Baltimore, yeah, so they also played really well this year. So, I, I, it does, I guess, that the because the Royals did have, um, some really good years after some really terrible years when they won in 2014 and 2015, won the AL pennant, and then won the World Series in 2015. So, I I think the Royals have some talent Bobby Wood Jr. Is, is fantastic I think Michael Garcia might be the real deal you know for, yeah. uh, for me turned out to be a pretty good player this year uh, maybe some of the other prospects former prospects will, will turn things around But Singer might you know uh, do a little better Melendez might play a little better you know and some of the other guys are, are going to come along so i yeah, yeah it's possible I, I i think i think the royals
0: especially in the al central it's a very winnable division so yeah i but it's not I it just to... one team that made the world series that had a bad record two years ago but both of the teams that's what yeah. that's what i thought was interesting anyway. so we're gonna see a and it, and it was baltimore that had the other baltimore we're gonna see the, it was tied for the worst record and we'll see either an a's
1: royals or Rockies world series in two years is that what you're predicting Hopefully, yeah, Royals, it, Rockies, not A's, Rockies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's well, not. Yeah, I don't know. Worse for I, I doubt Rockies. either of those are likely, though. So
1: I think the, of those three, I think the Royals are the most likely. Uh, yeah.
0: They have a young core. I don't know that Oakland has much of anything they're really banking on going forward. No, I think Rockies, I don't know where they're going either. So, yeah, who knows?
1: Yeah. So, well, market, market here first. The Royals world series two years
0: from they're that. not due for another world series for another like 22 years i guess right isn't that yeah it's every 29 or 30, 30 years exactly 30 years that they went
1: well maybe, they had in nineteen like, an eighty and an 85 but they, and went, they went yeah so i don't know what they're maybe maybe there's going to be a i don't yeah. know a different ratio
0: but break that stretch anyway yes
1: the, the, we have the chiefs playing very very well and the royals being terrible hasn't been as sad because um you know the chiefs have been as good or better than the royals were even in 2014 2015 for about five years now so we're happy about the chiefs uh the chiefs played the broncos again this week do you have you, you have a prediction, I think, for the Chiefs Broncos. because it's one of your locks of
0: the week, do you not? I do. Yes. It is one of the locks of the week. Um yeah, so uh I I think the Chiefs defense is still pretty solid. I'm not really super worried about uh Denver's offense still. I think what they only threw for 95 yards, I think, the last time they faced uh KC just a few weeks ago. Uh, so I I do have the Chiefs minus seven and a half at Denver as one of my locks
1: I think I think I I I, I'm always a little shy to bet the Chiefs as one of my locks because you never know when the Andy Reid uh and gentlemanly home stretch will kick in and so they I could see I I see I find it hard to see that the Chiefs will lose they've won I think 17 games in a row against the Broncos I don't see why this won't be the 18th yeah but I could see them only winning by six or winning by five, but I could also see them win by 20. So I, it's, and I will probably end up being on your side because I don't want to bet against the chiefs either. But yeah. uh, Of my locks of the, of the week. Um, I, I I mentioned, I, I uh, told, was talking a bit about the Minnesota San Francisco game. I ended up putting both of those teams in the lock of the week category this week. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to bounce back against Cincinnati. Uh, they that's the probably that's probably the marquee game of the week, wouldn't you say? There's not a lot of really interesting games this week. I think um,
0: although it is a full slate of games, all no sl- buys. So all six that's strange. Games. How week eight has no
1: buys? The Chiefs have a buy after week nine. I think maybe so. Then week nine teams will have buys, but they've had yeah. buys already. Yeah,
0: six teams were off last week and now zero teams off this week. Yeah, it seems like it's a little strange.
1: I I don't know how they do it. And you'd think, well, with every game being played, they could pick some really good games for prime time this week. But we have the Raiders, Detroit, Raiders, Lions for Monday night, Bears, Chargers for Sunday night.
0: That is, I think that's probably, probably I think those are games that were the teams were expected to be pretty good. Uh, before the season started well two three of those teams i think are at least anyway but i don't know if anybody picked the raiders to be good yeah um i think that people thought the raiders were going to be better than last year and i
1: think people thought the bears would be decent yeah the chargers have gotten oh the only team that's done really well is the the lions and i so but 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 they
0: laid a big egg last week though so yeah I think yeah. if you were picking based on what happened last week, you wouldn't want any of those teams anywhere, maybe even on television at all. Maybe those just give them the buys this week and they just not play. Those would be moved to Tuesday at, at, Tuesday at uh, 9
1: a.m. or something like that.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Right. But yeah, I picked San Francisco to bounce back in uh, uh, against Cincinnati and uh, cover. It seems like Brock, Brock Purdy may or may not play, but I think Sam Darnold is a capable back up and I think it doesn't matter quite so much who quarterback is in San Francisco we've kind of seen that uh Garoppolo has done well uh Purdy has done well and I think Darnold's kind of the same mold as those two he's less like Trey Lance or a running quarterback than um he is
0: like a you know
1: he's Darnold is you know he was a high it was a high uh high draft pick he is essentially I think just a better pedigreed uh, brock purdy probably and so maybe he can be just as as good as purdy even though purdy has turned out to be had more talent than anybody i think thought that he would but i so i i like uh, san francisco to cover the minus four and a half as it is now that that line might change go up and down depending on what purdy's status is but i believe you have the opposite prediction prediction in that game you like cincinnati
0: the, plus yeah four a very rare occurrence where you and i are, are actually opposed in our locks of the week that it happens sometimes you know a lot of times in the uh the big sheet where we're forced to bet on every single game but in the, it doesn't happen too much on our on-air locks of the week uh, where we actually oppose each other uh but yeah I'm, I'm taking cincinnati plus four and a half at san francisco uh i think cincinnati's coming off a bye uh san francisco's really banged up and maybe without their starting quarterback, although there may not be much of a drop-off, like you just mentioned, um, to Darnold. Maybe actually an improvement anyway, but there are so many injured players seemingly on the 49ers that with that yeah. week off that Cincinnati has, I kind of expect them to be fresher and maybe maybe their offense will start to wake up a little bit, even though they're playing a pretty good defense in San Francisco, but they've got to be getting a little tired. Yeah, some pretty
1: tough games like in a row. Cincinnati really, really needs this game too because they they have to keep pace in the AFC North, but also they have a tough schedule coming up. They play the Jaguars, they play the Bills, they play the Chiefs, they play all their they play the division uh, opponents again. I think they've you know four more games in the division, so they have a lot of pretty tough games coming up, and and maybe you can say, well, maybe this is so since maybe Cincinnati needs this game more. Maybe Burroughs calf is better after a week of a break. So yeah, I could I could see that happening. I I, I tend to I think that being at home in the Bay Area is gonna is gonna help the 49ers. I, I can't see them losing three in a row. So that's maybe why I why I, why I went with them. But I, I could see the other one happening too. So uh, I yeah, it's interesting. Our locks of the week will clash uh and we'll see whose lock reigns supreme whether it's the master lock of uh dr andrew Scap for the yale lock of dr michael ormond esq here we go <laughs>
0: nice
1: my my third uh pick is maybe also a little controversial dr scap because he, this is one of the teams he thinks is one of the worst in the league but somehow they have a winning record this year and that is the pittsburgh steelers they are two and a half point road excuse me two and a half point home underdogs to the jacksonville jaguars whom i don't think are very good either but especially on the road i think the steelers uh can keep it close and or win this game so i like the i like a a home underdog that i think is just as good as the um as the visiting favorite so i like the steelers plus two and a half how about your final lock of the week
0: My final lock of the week, uh, I've got um, Houston minus three and a half at Carolina. Yeah, Houston's been kind of all over the place uh, in the last few weeks, but Carolina has been not very good. I think in any of their games, so uh, I kind of expect that at least that trend to hold solid. Uh, And uh, even though I made this. Uh, realization earlier today about the uh, road favorites uh, being terrible last week. Uh, I can't see that trend continuing so it's heavily. At least a now. week. There's no such thing as a trend. Yeah. So it's it's up and yeah. down. But it was it was a full 0 for seven road favorites. Road favorites every uh, last every, week. Every, and, si- and six of the road favorites outright lost their games.
1: The only one that won, I guess, was the Browns in that crazy game. They yeah. were a road favorite, but they only won by one, so they did yeah. not cover. That was it, that was, it was a weird week, um, but we'll see if this week is equally weird in terms of some of those numbers. Uh, we're looking forward to the Chiefs game. I think uh, our viewers are looking forward probably to a variety of uh, different games, depending on where they're where they're from. We appreciate their viewership and their listenership, especially dealing with our technical difficulties last week. Uh, we're we're happy uh, to have you and happy to have you aboard at the Morning Track Power Hour. Should we wrap things up because we want to keep it a little bit shorter this week to so keep it closer to an hour, and then we'll have our full huge extravaganza next week again at our normally scheduled time. But uh, anything to add, Doctor Scav?
0: Just hoping for a not week seven. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, I'm, it well, be betting. by definition, this is a week
1: eight, not a week seven. So. It will have to be different. We have all the teams playing, and so we have a full slate of NFL matchups, even if they aren't maybe the juiciest games that uh, we could have imagined. Uh, Still, it's going to be a fun time uh, this weekend, starting with the Thursday night game, the Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we'll see what happens with that one. We'll talk about that game and all the other games uh, next week here on the Winning Trick Power Hour. So uh, signing off, as always, I am Dr. Michael Warman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Trek Power Hour. Oh, Esquire, should I add that? Uh uh. Sure. Um ESQ. Uh <laughs> JD PhD. Uh, and just a mere PhD for Dr. Scaff. Yeah. So. so underqualified <laughs> to be underqualified under under for this. Yeah, we need we need at least uh, uh two or three more terminal degrees uh for each of us to yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, be co-hosts of the warning Trek power hour. We have a lot of we have a lot of abbreviations here, uh, WTP, uh, WTPH, uh, <laughs> things like that. So we it's 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 we, we we're very much f- part of the initialisms, uh, here at the Power Hour. But as always, I am, I'll just call myself Mike Werman. He is Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Track Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our, uh, and or our podcast uh, delivery networks and. Until next time, we will bid you
0: good day.